have you shot your final scenes yet? And are you happy with how things ended? Yeah. <laughs> she didn't say yes. You didn't say yes. Best season ever. Without telling us anything, because I know you can't, is are you all happy with the way you with the outcome of the show? Personally, the fray. It's a little bit Avengers Assemble. It's a little bit kind of like. Well, that was totally what season seven was all about, yeah. wasn't it? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, character development. <laughs> Love it all. Story. <laughs> but it. I really need to shut You're up. You're brave. <laughs> oh my god. I don't, I don't know but no, but no, but that's what you're Star Wars. No, but this I couldn't let you go without asking you a little question about Game of Thrones. Sure. If you could describe the season finale of Game of Thrones in one word, how would you describe it? Disappointing. <laughs> Disappointing. No. No. no epic. I don't epic. know. One of those ones. It's terrifying down there. We're in a crypt. Nobody thought of that. He's bringing all the dead people back to life, and they put the women and children in a crypt with all the dead people. So, rah. Tyrion is smart, but I guess not that smart. But I hate to tell you that, unfortunately, Barrison is gone. Were you so, gutted about that? On a I, was, I was gutted. I was gutted because, uh, I mean, a number of you, I'm sure, have read the books, and uh, I've read the books. And I had reason to expect, oh, I've got a journey here. In fact, yeah. if, if I'm honest, I thought, oh, I'm really looking forward to this season. Yeah. I'm going to have more to do. I'm going to get my teeth into something I'm really looking forward to. Did you because have I words? Did, did you say anything to Well, I did, I did ask and, and uh, give an argument why I thought Barrison should stay. But at the end of the day, I mean, you know, Dan and David, you know, they, they'd worked out what they wanted to do. Yeah. You know, if you've planned your book that the butler did it, and then you read an internet, someone has figured out that the butler did it, and you suddenly change in midstream, and it was the chambermaid who did it, mm. then you screw up the whole book, because you get these, this foreshadowing early on, and you've got these little clues you planted, now they're dead ends, and you have to introduce other clues, and you're retconning, it's a mess. We hope to kind of avoid the expected, and Jon Snow has always been the hero, the one who's been the savior, but it just didn't seem right to us for this for this moment. How do you feel about the way that it ends? Um, there are no better writers in television than Dan Weiss and David Benioff. They ended it brilliantly, better than I could have imagined. And uh, you people are in for it. <laughs> you people are in for it. All right. So you just heard from Jon Snow and. Pretty much the rest of the cast, Tyrion Lannister, not Cersei, but Danny. Uh, pretty much everybody says, you know, there's something off about this season. But yeah. now we have a petition that's nearly <laughs> one million in signatures signed. Yeah, that says uh, Men and Off and Wes have fucked this whole season. What do you? What What do you think here? <laughs> this is. Nuts. I think. I think. This is a passionate fan base that is very upset with the way that this last season has gone. I'm not particularly happy with it, but I suppose I've reached that age where I'm just like, I don't, you know, I, yeah, right. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to fight the machine on this one. You know, there's, I mean, there's there's things that I might fight the machine on, but this isn't one of them. I, 
I I mean yeah, I have I get mixed it. feelings. I get it. I get when why people are angry about certain things. But yeah, that's that's a lot of angry people to sign a fucking petition to redo an entire season. And I mean, we all we all surely everyone out there knows that's not going to happen, right? Like they really do understand that that's not going to happen. Yeah, I mean, it's insane. Like the whole thing is insane. I mean, obviously the writing in the season has been really bad and I can only imagine what the last episode is going to look like. Right. It's the directing has been decent. (laughs) I'll I'll tell you what the last season is going to look like. (laughs) John and Danny are both going to be fucking dead by each other's hands. It's going to be there. No, that's what, that's what the writers think it's going to look like. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so you're telling me it's gonna be a demonted deformed version of that huh that's that's what i'm that's what i'm thinking it's gonna be like a really terrible stab at a romeo and juliet ending oh, and hope, there's just I not really hope they're not going that way that is so cliche it's not just cliche it's not even set up properly no, I mean they. There's no they setup slapped for that. It together. Yeah, they kind of slapped it together. Went in like three episodes to give them this kind of chemistry, and it's it's. I guess it kind of works in a little bit, maybe. Right? Yeah. I, I mean, I can understand they love each other. Uh-huh. But is there but it's not there? It's not on the level level of like Romeo and Juliet, right? I mean, Romeo and Juliet was conflicting houses. Their houses were at war. And they fell in love. And they they pushed for that, even despite the fact that they knew they could both die in the process. And then their love was so strong that the crazy bitch stabbed herself in the chest. And then the other fucker... I have a feeling there's love lost at the end of the last ep- uh, this episode, right? They kind of Jon Snow doesn't look too happy. I don't know if there's any love there anymore, right? No, that's the look on his face is like shock and disappointment, and yeah. I don't think I don't think there's any recourse from that, right? Yeah. Yeah, let's uh, let's jump into this, but let me say, at least they finished it. I'm not sure. I feel 50-50 about this. At least they finished it, unlike Deadwood, right? And then, yeah, well, we're getting a Deadwood movie, which yeah, is... Yeah, but it's like, it's like years after. You don't get to fi- see, you don't even get to see the finish yeah. of the season. Like that big run-up to the showdown. You don't yeah, the... The big thing where the Pinkertons finally show up in town, and yeah. But to be honest, big. I mean, it was it was a drama based on historical clips, right? Like little news yeah. clips that they could fig- find and little stories. I, which the show was fucking great. I was just rewatching that not long ago, anticipating the movie coming out. But but let's just jump straight into this. Let's go from beginning to end. Let's discuss a little bit of everything. So we kind of. Um, I think we open up on them talking. I can't. What, what is the opening scene? I, I don't even remember now. We see John land on the beach, and he's walking up to Storm's End. We're back at Storm's End, 
Uh, right. Super weird. Yeah. Because at the end of episode four, we're at King's Landing and they just chopped off Masandi's head. So, in my mind, that's exactly where we were going to pick up. Yeah. And it's... I don't understand why they didn't just open that fire on him right there. It would have been over, right? <sighs> Maybe. They would have shot the dragon. He was just sitting there. They would have hit Daenerys. There's no <laughs> way she would have dodged all those bolts. And it would have been over. And all of their forces were behind the wall. Like, yeah. No, genius strategy. No must, no fuss. Right? Yeah. I, I guess they had to have time to set up all their forces outside the wall. But we'll get to that. Yeah, so we got Veneris, or Varys kind of pitching him, you know, kind of talking to him a little bit, feeling where John stands on the whole Daenerys thing, and, you know, feeling him out a little bit. But, you know, John's not good with riddles, right? No, John's he, not good with riddles, but this isn't even a riddle. This is a blatant fucking, hey, buddy, I'm yeah. voting for you. <laughs> And he basically says, I'm not in the running. So, you're backing somebody that doesn't care. Yeah. Um, it's, I mean, I guess, I see where he's coming from. It's, it's too early yet. It's too early for Jon Snow to say anything or do anything, right? He doesn't want it. Yeah. I mean... He doesn't. He doesn't realize it. He doesn't feel that there's anything wrong. Well, based on feeling, based on what the show is pushing at us is, he's in love with Daenerys, and as far as he's concerned, she's queen, and he's gonna be his. He's gonna be her subordinate. And yeah, he he's thinking it's all gonna go according to plan. Yeah, as far as he's concerned. And but, to be and, to be honest, I mean, a lot of people are saying this is completely against John's character. No, it's not. I mean, John has never wanted, never wanted power. He never wanted to be, yeah, you know, the commander. If he never wanted if his, to be, you know, he if, never wanted who to be he in thought power. Was his half father didn't die, and his brothers didn't die. They would be the kings at this point, right? Even in their well, his uh, his second youngest brother, or who he thought was his brother, would have been king of the north still to this day. Exactly. I mean, he he wouldn't have. He didn't want it. There were supposed to be other people in line. There were supposed to be. Who was he thought was his father and his brothers and everything else? They were all supposed to be in line before he ever got there. He was—he never had plans on. It. He never had. He never wanted to be of warden of the north. He didn't have. As far as he was concerned, all of those things were beyond his reach, and he had made peace with that a long time ago. Yeah, I mean, way beyond who he was at the time. He never a thought in his head, probably. So here we go with Daenerys. She's kind of found out what's going on between Tyrion and Daener or Tyrion and uh, Varys, and she hits the money right on the head. Right, it's, she's, she, she nails every aspect of this. Yeah, it, it's a weird scene where Tyrion comes in and he says, "You're being betrayed," and she says, "It's Jon Snow," with this crazy yeah. look in her face, and he said, 
No, it's Varys. And then she just lays out the entire web. You know, oh, well, Varys knows because you told him, because Sansa told you, because John told her. So it's still John's fault. (laughs) She has some excellent spots. And I'm like, there's no way anybody could have possibly wheedled that out. I mean... Yeah, right? (laughs) It's it's probably been a day. Yeah, well, I don't know. In Game of Thrones time, it's probably been a a few weeks. Yeah, maybe. Still, I mean, it's not like I doubt Tyrion ran around saying it over and over to everybody. (laughs) Well, Well, I mean, like I said in the last episode, once you tell someone, okay, that's the end of it. Right? It's it's no longer a secret. The secret is out, whether you want it to be or not. Yeah, and she threatens him a bit right there. You know, questions his loyalty and sets him on notice that he's going to end up as dragon food if he fucks up again, basically, right? Well, I think, I think part of this whole thing where Tyrion's basically ratting Varys out is... Partially, he wants to believe Daenerys is the queen that he thinks she is. And partially, he's scared to death he's going to wind up as goddamn dragon fodder. I mean, right there, he's... I think he's locked into dragon fodder at this point. (laughs) (laughs) I think he knows it, too. Because he's already planning things in motion that will turn him in that direction, right? Um, So... Grey Worm shows up and with, you know, pretty much without even hesitating, you can see Varys looks defeated. He burns the paper as they're coming. The paper that would let everybody know that Jon Snow was the rightful heir. Well, we don't, and we don't know how many of these he sent out. That's true. They do not. Because at the very beginning, he's writing one. And he has this little weird scene with one of his, one of his little birds. Yeah. And he's writing out one of those notes, and we get the idea that maybe he's been trying to poison her. Uh, yeah, that's what it seems like. And it seems like that plan might still be in ocean, motion because they don't catch the girl, do they? No. No. Not that I'm aware of. I mean, we've already seen one child burned alive. I don't see any point in, you know... Dwelling on it. Yeah. <laughs> Seeing it over and over. Um. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Um... So Grey Worm leads him out, right? He he's so, he they already know everything. They they already passed sentence on him, and they're taking him out to be dragon food. Well, well actually, we don't know if the dragon actually eats him. I, don't, I assume well, he eats everything he burns. Why would you assume that? Because it's a big motherfucker, and it's always hungry. <laughs> Well, I mean, I guess, but I mean, there's plenty of animals out there that kill things just to kill them. You know, big uh, I, I suppose big cats kill things all the time just to kill them. Yeah, um, I don't know. I just feel like a dragon's always hungry, though. I, I mean, I don't know if maybe it's insatiable. I, I don't know. <laughs> That's just the way I think of it. Oh, it's fucking huge, right? Well, I'm sure it's always hungry, but I mean, like most hungry things, it doesn't necessarily like the taste of people. Yeah, maybe. All right, so <clears throat> we see Daenerys and the Grey Worm. Uh, they're clearly still thinking about Miss Andrea. Is that Miss Andy? 
Missandei, that's right. Um, so you see the two of them, the Daenerys and Grey Worm, still thinking about Missandei. They are definitely still in extreme anger. They're just, like, they want to do it themselves, but I guess they almost traditionally have to use the dragon for some reason. I'm not really... Well, really I mean, I don't, that. I don't know that Varys's portrayal has much of anything to do with Masandi, but um, yeah, no, it, it doesn't really have anything to do with it. They're just still really fucking pissed from that, and he's the closest thing to she, beat. She basically just sends this poor bastard to death, and let, let's face it, Varys, for all of his conniving and shit, he's always had the best for everyone in mind, right? Yeah, I mean, strangely, yes. I mean, when you see him at the beginning of the episode, you always think he's like a really sneaky viper that could turn on anybody at any time, but he proves himself over and over that, you know, he really has the realm in mind. Yeah, I mean, he's he's in it for the best of everyone, not just, you know, not just himself, not, you know. And I think he's even said before, if if... If he could just sacrifice himself in order to make everything better, he'd happily do so. Yeah. Um, it's just but, a strange stance to have for somebody in Game of Thrones, right? Yeah. But he's his plans have always failed. Like it, it seems like he never nails one down. But alas, his time is up. <laughs> So yeah, he gets roasted like a good marshmallow. Yeah, there. and just before that, Tyrion basically confesses that you know he's the one that yeah. ratted him out. There's an actual sad moment between the two of them. I don't know if anybody else felt that, but just seeing one of the main characters just go up and smoke. Yeah, but I think he he met his fate a lot better than most of the others, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, into it, uh, face first. Yeah, straight on. Knew that this was a possibility. Uh, continued, even though he knew there's a good chance he was going to get burned alive or some other killed by some other means for doing what he was doing. Uh, yeah, he goes to meet his long lost balls in heaven. But <laughs> I, don't, I don't, I don't know if that's the case, but. Uh, uh let's uh let's jump into Tyrion um basically begging Daenerys. This is a scene right after that. They're off the beach, they're in her throne room, and she's ready. She's surrounding the city, she's she's ready to attack, but Tyrion begs that just surrounding the city and waiting for the people to rise up against Cersei might be enough. And she he's afraid that if Daenerys attacks at all regardless of where and how, that it would result in massive civilian casualties and just turn the city into ash, which we'll find out later is what happened. Yeah, well, he begs her to... If they toll the bells, that's the surrender sign, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so he begs her... That if she hears the bells, to please stop the attack, and he's begging her for a chance to go in and and talk to his sister one more time, and he's denied. Right? He says no. Yeah. 
your sister, basically she says your sister had her chance. She fucked up. It's game on. And Yeah. You know. <laughs> and then he finds out, uh, Daenerys tells him that they found Jamie trying to walk past their line. Yeah. Which is crazy. I, I don't know. I don't. I guess they were watching for him. I guess she went full paranoia and had all these people watch because I would think they wouldn't stop Jamie just naturally. Uh, I think I feel like she probably told them to stop him. Maybe. I mean, there's nothing said to that effect, but right. I mean, I mean he was already not very trusted. True. True. By all I people feel, on that side. I I feel their infantry is all that smart, especially after last episode, right? <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> and they proved that I they're mean, not the know. brightest later on in the episode anyway. Yeah, well, you know, and while Tyrion's talking to Neris, and, you know, it, sound, it almost sounds like she agrees with the whole idea of the bells ringing and stopping the, the war. Because she says mercy is her strength, but I think she might have said it mockingly. Because well, that's probably how she feels Masandi died. Yeah, she says your sister thinks that our mercy is our weakness. But it is our strength. Yeah, it's a weird I don't I didn't understand quite understand what she was trying to get at. Because it, it sounds like Well, I mean it was a great line. Right? Yeah. But Later events are to the opposite effect. Yeah, I. I feel like I feel like the writers just put this in there to go. It's a twist. Oh, ooh, right? we twisted it. You guys didn't see that coming. I'm like bullshit. I seen this coming since last episode. I know, right? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> there was no doubt in my mind what was going to happen to this city. If they really wanted to surprise me, nothing would have happened. Okay, so we kind of move on to, I mean, it's kind of an intense scene, really. You kind of get the feeling that Tyrion's on his last rope, and you get a sense of the madness brewing, but not how deep the pool is, right? Right. So the next scene, um, there's an army in Cam, and Tyrion's asking Davos for a favor. And you never actually find out what he asked for. And I, actually, I, th I would think, this is what I think he asked for, is probably the dinghy. Yeah, that's exactly On the shore, right, for Jamie? That's what he asked for, yeah. Cause he, Did he, he straight out ask for that? Well, no, he didn't ask Davos. But, I mean, he didn't yeah. ask him in the scene. But uh, the later scene is him going to Jamie, where he's captured... And spilling out this whole plan. You know, he's says, you know, go and I'm gonna cut you loose, go into the city. Yeah. Talk to sis if you know, convince her to leave or convince her to give up. You two, I got a ship waiting for you. You two get down there, get in the ship and leave. Yeah. And um it's just straightforward, right? It's just a jump in, jump out. But they have a really huge moment here, which 
which I thought was really a lot of the drama. They do the drama really well. I don't know if they're doing the drama well or if it's the director and the actors doing the drama. I th- I think well. we're going to have to give credit to the director and the actors. Yeah, because right. most of the most of the plotting of this is terrible. Maybe they're maybe they are writing most of the lines, uh, but. I'm not. I'm not so sure. I'm. I'm not convinced. Coming up with it, <laughs> that'd be hilarious. Yeah, it, it has to be the writers doing the dialogue, right? Cause, uh, you would imagine, but because I would imagine they, the actors didn't think up the whole crypt scene and the dialogue for that. Cause, no, I mean, I'm sure the actors have improved some, some of the dialogue yeah. here and there, uh, but. I would imagine that the vast majority of the dialogue has been written out. Yeah. So Jamie or Tyrion, you know, puts his hand on the Jamie and they kind of have this, you know, the hugging scene where they kind of like brother it out. Yeah. Um, Tyrion goes into the whole thing of he'd only be alive. If it was, if it wasn't for Jamie, you know, helping him out throughout his childhood and things like that. I'm not too sure how, correct that is because I, I honestly still haven't read the books but throughout the show it seems to be plausible and true i mean there's been a lot of situations where his brothers jumped to his aid uh even throughout the books jamie has always defended Tyrion. Uh, that makes sense always went out of his way to even in moments where he you know technically couldn't defend him went out of his way to help him avoid trouble when he could. The this the character dynamic between the brothers sticks. Uh even, Yeah, it's a it's a good moment. Uh so I mean they stuck the landing on this pretty much goodbye, right? Yeah, I mean definitely you see that in Tyrion's eye. He looks like he's he knows I think he knows he's gonna die, right? <sighs> I mean he, he basically says, you know, well, Jamie basically says, you know, if you do this, she's going to kill you. And yeah. he says, well, you know, tens of thousands of innocent lives for one not-so-innocent dwarf. And, you know, he basically says, I think that's a pretty good trade. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good moment. Um, and there's a few of them in this this episode. It's... It's a little bit of a redeeming episode. Not on everything. It's it's not perfect. No, not by any means. Here. But, but uh, we we go to Arya and Hound kind of going towards Cersei's line, right? This is weird. They kind of like ask them, "Can we go past your line and assassinate Cersei?" Well, the guys, thinking about it. Well, it's not even Cersei's line. It's the it's the Northmen. They're going through John's camp outside of outside of King's Landing. Uh, oh, is that what it is? Yeah. See, that may... See I would think because they ride up and they're like, "Hey, where are you going?" And she's like, "Oh, I'm Arya Stark, and I'm here to kill Cersei." And the guy's like, "Uh," and then the Hound's like, "Fuck off!" And they just go through the line. So yeah, I mean, the whole scene is strange. I don't know. I mean, it's kind of weird, because if they stopped Jamie, don't you think they would have stopped Arya because she suspects John a little bit? No. It's 
Arya Stark. Yeah. I mean, technically, she is a lady of House Stark. They honestly can't stop her from doing anything. I don't know. It's Daenerys, right? Well, I mean, it's not Daenerys. It's those are Northmen. They're from uh, I get, I Winterfell because they're Northmen. Well, that that leads to another point later on. I'm gonna mention it later, which is strange. But yeah, you got a point there, which is weird because later on it doesn't seem so clear cut. Yeah, but, okay, well, you see, you see the the dragon swoop down from the sky. You know, next day or whenever this it doesn't say. And I mean, you you think they do it in the middle of the night or the crack of dawn, but whatever. Um, it's midday or whatever. They're attacking. Yeah, so the next day you see the dragon swooping down. It looks like it's coming from straight up in the air, and it might be coming down from the sun, kind of blinding them. The director or whoever is angling this camera doesn't give you a good enough view to figure it out. Uh, but there might actually be strategy involved here for once. From <laughs> and, you know, because it's coming at such a, a swift angle from basically straight up, the, the giant crossbows can't, they can't aim, aim straight up. So they have no chance of hitting this dragon. Yeah, not only can they not aim straight up, but looking directly into the sun and trying to fire at a silhouette is impossible. I mean, it's pretty impossible. I'm not saying it's yeah. completely impossible, but that's a rough shot to take. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it looks like it's not even possible for them to aim it. The one guy that does aim it, um, Euron, clearly can't see the dragon clearly at all. And the dragon just goes by and just blows up ship after ship. It's kind of a little confusing why none of the ships fired, like not even make an attempt, because once it's down level with the ships, they have clear shots. Well, it's right? diving straight down, right? And then mm -hmm. it blasts one ship sweeps across and these things are on a swivel but it's they're not fast right like you're not going to move this heavy clunky bow assembly yeah true quickly enough the this this dragon's moving at a high rate of speed from that dive right i mean that's the whole point true. of the dive is to pick up speed but i would i would have think they would make some panic shots right even if they all missed well right? maybe I, they did i don't know I, I didn't notice any. And the weird thing is nobody from the castle bothered making an attempt to shoot either. But, yeah. Well, it's, the castle's pretty, it's difficult. pretty distant at this point from I the mean, bay. <laughs> okay, let's stop for a second and talk about it. Okay, so somebody did the math on these things, right? Uh, really? Um, See, I told you, there's somebody out there, right? <laughs> okay. Like, I don't have the numbers offhand, but the trajectory and the power of these shots are... To the point where you could reach low orbit. That's how powerful these shots are coming off these uh, crossbows. It could reach low so, orbit. Reach low orbit. <laughs> With a fucking crossbow. Yes, that's why it was complete bullshit. Which, you know, nobody notices those things because who's going to sit down there and figure out the math of this, right? Well, apparently these somebody is. <laughs> These things are complete bullshit. Somebody is like, I really like that scorpion. I wonder how fucking far that thing would shoot. Somebody sat down and, you know, did all the math required to try to figure out, you know, the velocity and the power of each shot. 
And there's a weird meme going out there. If you haven't seen it, it's hilarious as shit. It's basically you're on shooting this crossbow and hitting everything, right? He's shooting people in different episodes, past seasonal episodes. <laughs> When 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 the armies are clashing and you see all these arrows flying on the sky, you see Euron going ju -ju 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 -ju, shooting this thing like a machine gun, and then you see the guy start hitting people in fucking other genres, movie franchises. <laughs> like he shoots Loki in the sky, and then it, it explodes when he grabs it out of the sky, and then you see him hit people fucking in Star Wars. The prequel series i mean he goes all out that's how powerful that fucking thing is <laughs> that's fucking hilarious but yeah i mean i'm I, I guess i kind of feel 50 50 about that whole scene where she just destroys everything it seems like the because it it downplays that other dragon was that other dragon fucking retarded or something well no it just didn't see it coming right I guess. I mean, you blindside something. I mean, that's the whole... When you go out and you hunt a thing, right? Yeah. You you set up, you camo yourself as best you can, or hide as best you can. But these are big fucking ships in the water. <laughs> and wait for it to come by, and then you yeah. fucking shoot it when it ain't paying no attention. I don't know. I still feel 50-50 about that. I just feel like... Okay, even if it got hit once, why didn't it, like do anything for the other three shots uh well probably because the first shot took it right in the chest and it was probably in a fucking state of panic i, I mean guess. if something hit me i'd be like ah oh, fuck what the hell was that and then i'd start I looking know. around and by the time i figured out what was going on i'd probably be plucked a couple more times i don't know i feel like i'd at least hit the ground i'd hit the water I mean, I would, if I got shot, I would at least, you know, die for cover. Like, even if it was just the ground and then the next shot shot me in the head. Okay, sure. But I mean, that's neither here or there, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it, it just made, it just made the other death feel a little weaker. It just, you know, because here you got the dragon. It's just made it feel a little weaker. I mean, the first one went down because somebody shucked a fucking ice spear at it. Yeah, but that was the fucking king of the frozen Well, zombies. apparently I mean, he ain't that it. fucking badass. I mean... <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I mean, but that that whole episode was hated. I mean, there was good reason why everybody hated the last episode. <laughs> okay. That, that being one of the things. Like, why didn't he just chuck his spear at fucking Jon Snow? Yeah, there's a bunch of questions there. <clears throat> well, he but tried, but he kept dodging. Yeah, on the dragon, but when they were on the ground, he was just standing there. Well, he's like, fuck it, my dead army will get him. Yeah, I suppose. Feels a little copy out, but... And, and I guess he'd technically be right. Have you seen that video of... Uh, I just died in your arms tonight? No. No? It's this video of... It's the Night King, and it's Arya. I just died in your arms tonight. Oh, it was just like a replay? And it's the Night King singing this song, and it is fucking hilarious. Damn, we need to get a website so these people can see this stuff. Uh, I guess we could put all this stuff on our Twitter. Or, yeah, yes, uh, you could put that on Facebook, and I'll put the other thing on our Twitter. So if anybody wants to see it, there you go. You can flash over to the other side of King's Landing, uh, the main gates, and 
John and his forces and the Unsullied are all outside the front gate. Now, prior to uh, prior to the whole battle commencing, Daenerys tells Grey Worm, wait for it, you'll know when to start. And he's just like, okay. <laughs> and so they're waiting outside the gate. The Golden Army's out there. Outside of the walls of King's Landing. Yet again, let's set all our pieces outside for no particular reason. And they're faced yes. off, and you can hear explosions in the background. Like, you can hear these small booms. Wait, wait, let's stop for a second. Did anybody else notice that, okay, yeah, they did the whole lineup in front of the castle dumb thing that the other people did, which I don't understand why they think that's a good idea still after last episode. I guess they already recorded all this, right? Yeah, all this, but, all this shit was shot way before anybody outside of it got a hold of it. Yeah, so the weird thing, though, is, okay, you have Daenerys slowly moving up to form these lines in front of the castle. It looks, it looks like maybe 500 feet away, 400. It's not very far. It's less than a football field away. It's very strange. You have these massive cannons. You have these archers. You have all this stuff. And they're just watching them line up. <laughs> yeah. There's no, there's no, there's never been a battle in which an army from the opposing side has ever lined up in front of a castle. Uh, well, I mean, that's not necessarily true. Uh, there's always been show of force. Uh, you could, as long as you knew and understood the range of your opponents. That's okay. That's you're talking about like a little over close to a mile for depending on if they have but apparently with these fucking scorpions, there's no fucking safe place to line up. Yeah. I mean, you can hit little <laughs> orbits, <laughs> but that, I mean, let's pretend they have a range at least on the show. Right. Yeah. It's, it's a little strange and confusing why they're allowed. Okay. It's like the, the attack of the night King over again, where they just stop firing for some reason. They just, Look, we got fire. They can't get us now. Let's just stop firing. Right? Yeah. It's that whole scene again. Yeah. Like it's the same mistakes from that episode. It's like, they're lining up. Why, why don't... Just shoot. Start shooting. Like, you don't wait. There's no... There's no honor. You're not, like, some sort of weird honor system by letting them line up. That's, yeah. that's not a thing. So, I don't understand what's going there. That was so confusing to me. All's fair in love and war, so they say. Exactly. Exactly, and it's very confusing. They got these fucking monster cannons. They don't even get to use those things. I don't. Did you cannons? One bolt. Oh, they might as well be cannons. The cannons oh, you're talking about okay, the scorpions. Yeah, the scorpions. you kept saying cannons. I'm like, when the fuck did we get cannons? I mean, they might as well be cannons. I mean, holy shit! Do you see what they did to that fucking boat? <laughs> yeah, that was crazy. I, that was insane. <laughs> I couldn't believe that damage that they were doing. Yeah, I mean, it's, it literally shattered the side of a fucking boat. It like, oh my god, I, I couldn't believe how powerful those things were. That's why I went to go see how powerful they were and found that whole equation thing. But let's skip forward. Yeah, this is, it's just madness, mindless, 
pointless destruction going on at this point. It's just all over the place. You see, it just unfolds quickly, right? They just—it's just pure devastation. The the Dorath, Dothraki kind of move in. The gates destroy their f- limited front line that basically well, didn't exist. Got obliterated. Their their limited front line got wiped. They the didn't fuck have anybody out. on the walls. They they didn't have anybody on the walls though. Did you notice that? Like they had like I don't know, like four or five guys on each side. Well, they was on the they scorpions. Yeah, he's like these scorpions will kill everybody, and the oh, dragon's like, maybe. "Fuck you!" <laughs> Blows them all up. It takes two guys to run the scorpion. They didn't have any like archers on the walls. They didn't. You know, and what's have... what's even more bizarre is how everything this dragon fire touches yeah. doesn't just burn; it fucking explodes. Yeah, like is he shooting what? out small bombs <laughs> as he's going what by? Was with that. I, yeah, I didn't get that either. I mean, it was impressive looking as all hell, but I didn't understand it either. I don't think, I don't, I, I'm guessing that's the best way they could come up with doing dragon fire is like small explosions. I guess, I I mean, I guess you don't really see them use it too much, do you? You can't really compare it to anything previous seasons, but, mm. Maybe. Well, I mean, I could see within the city there would be small explosions. I mean, there'd be, like, barrels of oil and... Uh, yeah, but it's all over the city. Pockets of dragon has. fire that's been stowed away in places. Yeah, that, um, that green shit, what do they call yeah, it? Yeah, dragon's fire. Dragon fire. They call it dragon's fire? Yeah, that's what they called it. I thought it was alchemy fire. It was like dragon's breath or something like that. It was it was an alchemist, an alchemy thing, but they called it dragon's fire. They made it after the last dragon died. They started making this well, shit. Yeah, you don't see that those kinds of explosion happen until midway through the battle for some reason. I I assume it's because they put it all underground. Right? You know, because that's what she said was their plan. Yeah. In, Season 7, I think. Well, they used a lot of it in that fucking blow-up-the-temple scene, but yeah, there were still pockets of it all over the city. Like, they didn't even know where it was all hidden at. Yeah. But let's jump Let's just jump back into this. Um, You see the Thraki kind of come into the city, and right behind them you see, you know, all the men, the Northmen. It seems mostly like they're Northmen, right? You see... Northmen and Unstullied make up the bulk of yeah. the army. It's, and they just go into it. They're killing all the guys. At first, it seems like a legitimate battle. But as soon as they're done killing, you know, all the men, you know, on their side, you, you see another line, a defense of, um, I think the Golden, Com- Golden Compass, right? The Golden Company was, was all outside of the wall. Okay, so they were useless. Yeah, and the Lannister, the <laughs> Lannister army, and the King's Guard are actually right outside of the keep. Wow, well, way to lose all your men. Yeah, I mean all those men that you just paid for. Not that the money's going anywhere. I mean, technically, I mean that's a freebie, right? You would think elite soldiers would know not, not to stand to outside of a wall. I mean, yeah, because what purpose do they serve? Because you got the fleet, right? You got the naval fleet. They got to get past that before you ever have to like 
man the beaches. Well, I mean, they got to get past that. They've got to get past the walls on the far side. I, yeah. There's no point in having an any kind of form of infantry at all outside of your walls. Yeah, I mean, I could see putting them out there to stab people as they're getting off the boats or whatever, but that's slim strategy when you got the Well, that's after you blew all their fucking them. boats out of the water. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's it's a strange strategy regardless of any dynamics to it. It's just strange and we've killed that horse twice. I mean, we, we keep beating right, the keep fuck out of the it. Same, yeah, I mean, they keep doing the same thing. We we just can't get over it because it's so stupid. I mean, it really holds up the show and it really pulls you out because it's confusing like why why did you do that? Because they don't know any different. They, uh, I mean, that's what it. Honestly, that's what it comes down to. Is these guys, like I've said before, in the past seasons, they had, like you said, they had the books to go from. They're very good at taking a story that's already pretty well laid out and and transferring that from one medium to the next. But, yeah, I think that's really all they're good at. I, but I seriously hope to God they do not get the reins of a trilogy of Star Wars movies. Give them, I will give them one just to get rid of them. <laughs> don't give them three. <laughs> no, don't even give them one. <laughs> As we've already fun. seen how that we've already seen how that works out. I mean, especially after this backlash that they're getting from this last season of Game of Thrones. Why would you even? Give them one. Yeah, I mean, if I'm I mean, feel if like, I'm I feel Disney like and I'm watching this fucking explosion of fuck you Game of Thrones after eight seasons, I know. I'm like, clearly, uh, they're not touching those. anything we got. Never. It's it's crazy too. I mean, it's and it's not like it hasn't been noticeable in previous episodes. Like you've seen the gaps in their writing abilities previously, multiple times. Yeah. Um. Anything that deviates at all from the book is a fucking it's, nine foot hole. Yeah, it's usually for the worst. It. It's but it, okay, it's, so they're in the middle of this battle, and what, you got one side um, taking uh, an aggressive stance, and you got the other side looking at each other. They're kind of they're looking at the dragon, they're looking at their situation, and you know they are they know it's over. Yeah, they throw their fucking swords down. They're like, uh, fuck it. Yeah, and you you hear the shouts of ring the bell, Mm kind of go up, you know, the traditional surrender, apparently. Um, Yeah, apparently. Yeah, was was that confusing to you? Because at first Tyrion said that was going to be his plan. He was going to tell them to ring the bell. Or is that just the way they give up? I, I suppose it's established that that's the way they give up, but... That's strange. I honestly don't do ever remember anyone saying that. That's Never. usually, I mean, the ringing of the bells is usually, oh shit, people's coming, go hide. Yeah. Uh, not, not we surrender. That's Yeah, you would think that bell would be going off like fucking gangbusters with the dragon flying around, right? Yeah, that's cool what I would panic. think. Like, oh shit, fuck a dragon, go hide. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. I think they kind of converted that or whatever. You know, I don't. 
I don't understand what the why that change was made. Uh, it was made because to, it's know, a fantasy to, world, and they're going to do it backwards because people expect it to be the other way. Because the, I guess everybody needs to know that they surrendered before in order to understand how vicious the next moments were, right? Yeah. So it, it turns out the you know the gold or no, not the golden compass. Um, the Lannisters dropped their swords, um, and. You know, they take full advantage of it. Grey Worm launches a full-on spear, letting into this bloodbath that just goes on and on and Yeah, on. and from this point, it's not even war. It is full-on... It's full-on pillage and rape, right? Like, yeah. Like, everybody just goes apeshit. Yeah, that's the thing. As soon as they finish off uh, Cersei's defense force... They want more. Yeah. And what do they turn to? They turn to the civilians. They start just killing them. I mean, Daenerys looks full on batshit crazy at this point, right? Yeah. The, they start ringing the bells, and she's just like, "No, I'm gonna fucking wreck this place." And this is a confusing part to me. Okay, like, okay, like you said earlier, how the Northmen respected Arya, but they full-on don't give a shit about Jon Snow at this point. He tries to stop them. Yeah. Uh, but they've all gone blood-crazed. Yeah, they're just full in it. When we have this Weird. little moment where he's trying to get the men to stop, no one's listening to him. And... Yeah, even, one of them even tries to make a kill blow against him because he's trying to rape somebody. And Johnson's like, no. Yeah. He stabs one of his that, own men. I know. It was fucking nuts. Like, I guess... I mean, are the Northmen... I, maybe the Northmen are that pent up, too? Uh, that they just want that much vengeance on the Southerners? I mean, I could imagine. I mean, the Lord that you respected was had his head lopped the fuck off. The, the guy you called King in the North... Got his head lopped off, and they sewed a fucking dog head on there. Yeah, I mean, maybe that's the whole thing. But it's been so long. Like, who know? I, it's been years and years and years building. Maybe it's all built up, and they're just unleashing that now. But for the viewer, it's it's not. You know, that was I don't even know how many years ago that was. So it, it, it's not immediate. You know, you don't pull into that and think about yeah, it. Right? It's not. Uh, it's not evident, right? Uh, yeah, for us I mean, as they viewers, they could have spent a little bit. They could have spent a little bit going into that, maybe with maybe a couple of the men talking or something like you know. Yeah, they could have. They could have had a small five-minute scene where you know a couple of the guards are like, "Yeah, as soon as we get in here, I'm gonna fuck up everybody." You know, yeah, fuck them for killing Ned. Fuck them for killing Rob. Fuck them for you know killing Lady Stark. We're gonna fuck this place up. You know, just a quick scene yeah. like that. I mean, not yeah, those exact that, words, but you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. It, it's kind of disconnecting to you for a little bit. I mean, at least it was to me because I would think they would follow Jon Snow no matter what. But of course, he did bend the knee, so maybe they don't feel like he's in charge anymore. Yeah, I mean, there's uh, he. He fucked up bending the knee. 
Um, I mean, he had to do what he had to do. I mean, if he wouldn't have, he'd have died right there. So, yeah. I mean, it was either bend the knee, get the help, or die on the beach and everybody fucking dies eventually. You know what I mean? Like, the whole world goes to shit. All right, and, and the weird thing, I don't I don't remember if we mentioned that Jamie was let go by uh, Tyrion or not, but we find we meet up with Tyrion again or Jamie again, and he's taking a secret route that his brother told him, and Euron and Jamie meet up. Yeah, um, and on the beach. Here's your chance at another king and all this shit. <laughs> Jamie thinks he's they're still on the same side, but no. Yeah, Euron. Uh, fancies himself a king at this point. Like Cersei's done convinced him that she's pregnant with his kid in order to get him to do what she wants him to do because that's how Cersei does things. And and this crazy bastard is out there challenging Jaime to a fucking duel after all of his ships got wrecked. I didn't understand the the thought process there, but they portray him as insane in the show, so I mean in the books he's he's like a world wizened traveler, right? Like he's yeah. he's not a good guy by any means. But he's seen a lot. He's fought with a lot of different people. He's seen a lot of the world. Things that most people have never seen. So the world has wisened him. And so he comes off as a little crazy sometimes, but he's not stupid. Yeah, it's... I mean, they ch- they totally changed his character in this thing. I mean, if, from what you describe, I haven't read the books that far. But Euron is just giddy about everything, stabbing people, fucking people, and doing everything in between. So in this moment, he just wants to defeat the Kingslayer, right? Yeah. And they kind of go at it, and they're fighting and fighting. Um, Jamie, well, he's only got one damn hand, so Euron gets the upper hand on him. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> literally <laughs> he he gets stabbed a few times it looked like kidney shots so he's he's dead he's just not dead yet and jamie you know he fights through it uh euron's too overjoyed at the fact that he stabbed jamie um he's put down but he gets back up as euron it's taking too much time gloating or something i don't know what he was doing well euron was Jamie had fucking bludgeoned him with that golden hand, and yeah, he was trying to recover from that. And he looks over, and Jamie's like scrabbling for his sword, and he's like, "Oh fuck!" And he's trying to get up, and Jamie yeah. basically gets to the sword before he can get up, and he stabs Euron in the fucking like in the chest or the gut. I don't yeah, remember exactly where. Pins him through the into the boulder there. Um, a fatal wound for sure. Um, it sounds like he split his spine too. They actually make an audible cracking sound. Yeah, and he's laying there on the beach dying, and he's like, I still got you. I got you. Yeah. 
I still win. I'm glad they they played up his character all the way to the fucking end. Right? Yeah, I mean, why not? I mean, and that may have been an actor choice, but he's like, ha I'm fucking crazy. I'm going to be crazy all the way out the door. Jamie yeah. walks off into the tunnels under the keep uh, that Tyrion used to escape after he killed his father on the shitter. Okay. All right, so let's we're jumping over to the Hound and Arya. And we're kind of like in the middle of a room and uh, the hound is giving Arya life advice about vengeance. Yeah, they're in the courtyard where the huge map of Westeros is laid out. And the hound's like, look, he sees the dragon come by, shit's blowing up everywhere, the fucking part of the castle is fucking, or part of the keep has been, been ravaged. And he's like, "Yeah, eh, look, you stay here with me, you die. You need to just get the fuck out of here. And yeah. for some reason, Arya's like, yeah, okay. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> apparently the Hound has massive, you know, power of con." version i don't I, just, I don't know maybe she i don't know actually i don't have a fucking clue why she did that did yeah you? i it it made little sense to me i mean she tries to ignore him at first and then she's like the dragon comes back through and starts blowing shit up and she's kind of like yeah this is a fucking bad situation and that's what i got out of it but he's yeah, basically I mean, convinced her that like if cersei's in here She's already dead, and, you know, there's really no job for you to do. Like, Cersei's not making it out of here alive, regardless of whether me and you come in here or not. Yeah, it's... I don't... Maybe it has something to do with having sex with Gentry. (laughs) Maybe that changed her whole life. Maybe she's got a Baratheon baby in there. Yeah, she's got to go give birth to that, I guess. Um... This is a terrible thing to say, but it's a weird scene. I don't know, because the entire multiple seasons previous, she's always been intense, right? I mean, she <clears throat> fucked up the zombie king, whatever the fuck his name is. Yeah, the... the fuck is that guy's name? The Night King. Yeah, she, you know, she's had this intense kind of revenge plot through the whole thing, and she even kills the, the Night King and and all that. Yeah, I maybe she's just more in touch with reality than everybody else in this fucking show. I don't know. I think the one that's most in touch with reality is probably Sansa. She's like, you're all fucking nuts. I mean, (laughs) Cersei's not going to do what you want her to do. John should be king. You people are acting fucking stupid. Uh, Yeah, true, true. Maybe two sisters of the same tree. I don't know. Yeah cut from the same cloth i mean yeah there you go that's probably a better saying because i don't see sisters growing on trees often but well if they did man uh, that'd be a better world (laughs) let's uh jump into the mountain and the hound fight so these two the whole castle's falling apart the red keep is is no longer a keep it's a fucking you know it's just fucking falling apart there's holes in the ceiling the walls are falling down you know, it's just 
a fucking rock with a view at this point, and the mountain's <laughs> yeah. coming down the stairs. <laughs> and I'm sorry. <laughs> it's just a rock with a view, and the mountain's coming down the stairs. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and the mountain, okay, the mountain locks eyes with the hound, and you see the intensity of seasons past. Yeah. They both have some serious brotherly issues to work out, right? <laughs> oh, for sure. Out. I mean, uh, fucking basement guy. I fucking forget his name. You got me saying basement guy. Now. He's fucking basement weirdo, man. He don't need a name. <laughs> so, so this this guy comes up and he's trying to interfere, trying to tell the mountain to do what the queen says, and the mountain just grabs him by the face, and you just hear a satisfying clunk. Yeah, yeah. As he gets mushed, cracks his skull against the fucking wall. It's it's really yeah. good. I felt good about it. So these two go at it, and honestly, this is like the most epic thing that's happened all season, perhaps. Yeah, the whole show. I don't honestly. I don't this was a bigger highlight for me than than the Night King was, which I is kind of right? weird. It's kind of sad, and this fight is huge. It's like they go at it back and forth. The mountain obviously gains upper hand because it doesn't matter how much. The hound stabs him or wounds him. He yeah. just he doesn't go down. Yeah, and as I brought up before, basement weirdo made a zombie. So yeah, maybe he's the Lord of Light. I don't know. I mean, fuck the it. Lord we'll just give we'll just give everybody everybody fucking godhood. Yeah. So you see these two go at it. Um, and if he is a god, he's a dead god now. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and the the hound, the god is about of basement to get his weirdos, eyes something. Yeah, he's gouging his eyes out. Oh, was, I hated that scene. Yeah, he's he's like crushing his skull. Um, the hound's holding in there. Amazingly, he's not blinded. He gets his fingers out because he stabs him through the skull, and the mountain still doesn't go down. It just he literally will not go down. The hound realizes this, and he makes the only logical choice that he can to shove him off this, what's remaining of the keep, and into the fiery depths below. Yeah. So, is, the, I, the, this was, this was a well done portion of the show, I thought. Uh, yeah, it, it ends right where it began, right? Like this whole feud between these brothers started because the hound picked up something that his brother, that his brother considered his, and he didn't like that. So he burnt the fucking hound's face, right? Yeah. And so back into the fire they go, back right? into the fire they go to end this fucking blood feud. And I thought it was an amazing scene. Uh, it brings that particular portion of the of the story to conclusion. Uh, that's both satisfying and, uh, as I've said before, circular, right? Yeah. Uh, and I, I like it those kinds like of things. It seems they're working that way, ain't they? Um. So we move on from this to Cersei and Jamie. They re reunite. And, um, they have a bit of a moment, um, whether you feel like Cersei can be redeemed or not, 
is a question for another day, I guess, because that's a long discussion, I feel like. I don't think it's a long discussion. Um, What's your answer? Just no. No, not at all. There's nothing redeemable about that woman. Uh, I feel like she's done bad things, but I, like we said, like I've said in the past, none of this wouldn't have happened with without Robert Baratheon, you know, admonishing her for being a Lannister. She would have never became that way. She was an innocent girl who was toyed with when she was a kid. You know? <sighs> Here's Robert Baratheon sleeping with other women. She loved him for everything he was, and even when he was sleeping with other women, he still loved. She still loved him. Mm. It's just the things that he did to her. That created a monster. And she was never treated particularly well with, by her father either. She was just a token yeah. to be offered. Well, I mean, that so, was the way of things back then. So, I mean, you know, she's she kind of been forced into this kind of life. And, and there is unredeemable things about her. But at the same time, she's a mother that's just lost way too many kids. She was unredeemable before she lost a fucking single child. That's true, but I mean, it took years to get there, right? She was she went from young to old. I don't know, man. I think she's always been a cold-hearted bitch. I mean, just to hear the stories that Tyrion tells about her. True. I mean, and that's something that's always colored her too is her mother's death, right? Yeah. And you know, she felt that Tyrion was responsible for that whole thing. Uh, I'm not saying she's a good person. I'm just saying, and maybe she's maybe a right, vindictive redeemable bitch. But yeah, she's she wasn't always that person. Oh, you know? like everybody good in this night. Everybody in Game of Thrones has developed and changed and had character arcs, and nobody has been set in stone except for maybe Jon Snow. No, I'm. Throughout the, I think throughout the series, she has always been a vindictive bitch. And she's yeah, always been a cunning vindictive bitch, which is, which is even worse, because she's smarter than most of the motherfuckers around her. It's true, but I mean, she didn't get to that point when she was born, right? I mean, she, there, there had to be things that happened. Oh, uh, I suppose. I mean, nobody. I I hope nobody's born as Cersei. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, if if that's what you're saying, then I guess. Well, no, I'm saying I'm saying as far as the character goes, that the character that we know, that we've yeah. been related to from the beginning of the show, she has had no arc or no change in her patterns since the beginning of the series. Oh, you're talking about the season? No, the the entire. Joe, she hasn't changed a bit. Well, yeah, that's true. But, I mean, we get... I think there's been moments where you get kind of an understanding of where she's come from. I mean, she goes into it pretty good length. I, I guess. Morning. I mean, she goes into it with Robert, but... I mean... Even that shouldn't have been enough to make her that fucking hateful i mean the guy was in love with a woman died and now he's married to a woman that he doesn't really care about he married her out of political for a for a political union well let me put it like this she's never known love from her father 
her mother. She's never known love from her lover. The only love she could find was in her brother. That takes a level of fucked up to get to, is what I'm trying to say. All right, that's the end of our Game of Thrones podcast. Um, hope you enjoyed it. Um, the, another, the next one should be hitting soon. Um, we should be having a review for Brightburn, and unfortunately, it appears we're on some sort of fucking curse. Every freaking movie, every game, every show we review seems to have really bad scores. And Brightburn, last I checked, was sitting at a 65%. So, look forward to that. I, I don't know. I don't even know how to phrase I don't even know how to lure you into the review. All I can tell you is we're going to go through it step by step. If you want to listen and don't want to go to the show, you know, check out our podcast. We'll review it. You know, we go through it step by step, each segment of the movie. And if by the end of that you, you want to watch it, you know, go check it out. But it's not sounding good. I have high hopes. I mean, I just can't. I, I don't see how they can mess this up. Superman is a villain, basically. You can't you can't fuck that up, right? Well, that's what I said about everything else we reviewed. So much for that. Um, well, that's it. Signing out.